I almost ejected water all over this equipment. Yeah, let's try and keep the funnies to a minimum. All right. <laughs> should, we, no. should, should we dive in? Not to like a building, but... Yeah, now you've got to think of how to do a cold open on this. No, this is it. We're just, it's, a, it's like a rolling start with a race. <laughs> <laughs> the slowest race. Yeah. Oh, there's been a triathlon in Melbourne today. I actually thought it might be the kind of thing you would be doing. No, I like to just do one thing at a time. But you like both running and cycling. Yeah, but then you have to swim. It's only 400 meters, it turns out. Yeah. It doesn't seem that far, but I won't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gross. I'd just rather not. Mm. All right. All right. So just on, that, on that spectacular uh, agreement in how disgusting and lazy we trying are. is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, welcome back, I guess, Yeah. to the first episode of Hey Brew. And if after listening to episode zero, you're here again, it, one, it's potentially time to take a long, hard look at yourself and reassess things. Well, let's, let's not go there so no. soon. <laughs> no, but no, okay, no, appreciate it. And thanks for the patience. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing's out yet. No, I just meant they listened to the first one and went, we'll stick with it and see how it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like watching the first episode of a Netflix series. It starts really slowly and you're like, I have a good feeling about the potential. I've I've heard enough about this. (laughs) Everybody else has told me. And now nine months afterwards, I'm finally watching it. Yeah. So this is going to be all six of our friends have gotten this far. Yeah. Consider this series two of Making a Murderer. No, don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's more like True Detective. I haven't seen it. Apparently series two is garbage. Yeah, that's... I haven't seen it either. That's the vibe I've got. This is a, this this is is a, a pop reference. culture touch yeah. point that neither of us understand. <laughs> Excellent. On that. Um, so as I say, welcome back to Hey Brew. Uh, I'm here with Mike again today, Mike Jeffcott. Hello. And uh, I'm Elliot Spirit. So we're slightly changing things. Um, I'll be honest, I can't remember what we said in episode zero. Well, I think we said similar to this, but we've refined it slightly. So mm. do we want to just cover off very quickly what we're going to do... Well, what are we going to do? Yeah, what just, are we going to do? Just show, show, the, show the refined structure. Mike, why don't you lead us in? Well, yeah, I, I didn't think how to explain this. Um, so we're sticking with the idea of explaining a beer and how it tastes mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to make that approachable. Have we removed the drinking from this? Then this podcast oh, wouldn't yeah, no, exist. No. Um, and then using that, you know, in relation to a topic that one of us is going to present to the other mm-hmm. uh, in sort of a informative sort of presentation style, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the other person will be going in blind, uh, unless it happens to be something they're already aware of. Um, I don't know, We weren't going to focus on any sort of areas of discussion. It's more no. things that are interesting and can be related to beer in some tangential fashion. Way, yeah. I, I think you could think of it as a TED talk with heckling and drinking. Mm. Oh, I'm trying to think of a pun. I just can't make it work. Um, that- yeah. Let's move like, on. Yeah, no, I've got nothing. No. Brilliant. What comedy experts we are. Well, yeah. This look, is, we it's been a while. We shouldn't have taken those improv classes that were so cheap. Mm. Mm. All right. So with that um, new structure and trying to remain somewhat unique in the podcast world, I'm going to talk today about something that no podcast ever touches on. And actually, I feel is a severely underserved market over the last five years of uh, television and um popular culture and that's uh, true crime mm. uh, this is really groundbreaking not, this, there's not enough of it i don't know why more people aren't excited about yeah. things like 
mass murderers there's and so, cults. There's so much crime out there. Why mm. is nobody talking about it? <laughs> you need to watch more news. No. No. No, it's I don't depressing. want to. <laughs> anyway, um, that was just going to be sad if we carried on in that yeah, track. So <laughs> today I'm talking about something much more lighthearted. Mm. Uh, axe murderer. Ooh. Um, specifically, I'm going to be talking about the... Axeman of New Orleans. Just who, as, as I punched the table. Yeah, I heard a strange whistling in the background. That and was I not thought, me. No, I thought it might be one of us and I didn't know why. No, I think it's just outdoors. Okay, fair. Um, so I'm going to talk about the Axeman of New Orleans. And to tie into that, going to be drinking Hop Nation's The Chop IPA. Mm. Because the spectacular, I, I really like their artwork. The artwork on it has a big axe and also a saw. But let's not focus on the saw. Yeah, the, the, the axe is a little more prominent. You know, yeah. If you look at it from a distance, the saw just looks like a rectangle with a handle on it. And it's called a chop. No one chops with a saw. No, you that's, that's you a saw. good point. Yeah, you, you cut maybe. Yeah. But you chop with an axe. You don't, yeah, you don't chop. Yeah, you're not chopping, chopping down a tree with a saw. If you are, you're not getting far because it's just not going to work. You know that they, they used to use saws. Well, yeah, and they, they still do. <laughs> but I mean, it's not chopping down a tree, is it? Well, it's cutting down. Anyway. Look, I've lost the... Language is difficult. Yep. Anyway, shall we we crack into it literally? Yes, please. All right. And now now for the encore. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Get it in stereo. Oh, that sounded very good. All right, so cards on the table. This beer is 7%. So if the uh-huh. podcast starts better than it ends, we know why. I was thinking it might go the other way. If that is the case, then we, we have a legitimate case to drink before and during the podcast in the future. Sure. Like before. Yeah. Um, so this is from Hop Nation. They're Melbourne-based, uh, well, they're in Footscray, mm-hmm. which is slightly northwest of the CBD. Yeah. Um, I've never actually been out to their brewery. Me neither. I'm slightly obsessed with all the beer they do. Yeah. There, so it's a really stupid thing to have yeah, never yeah. done. Um, yeah, I've never even been out in Footscray, actually, for that matter. So we really should rectify that at some point. Yeah, it's it's a it's kind of out of the way. Mm. Um, well, for a long time, it had a reputation as well as being a. God, yeah, I'm, dreaming, I'm trying to sound classes here, but well, a bit of a shithole. Yeah, it's but, not. It's quite but nice. Part of that was reinforced by the fact of it was hard to get to. You know, the roads mm. and public transport and stuff wasn't great for yeah. getting there. Um, but it's having a fair amount of a resurgence in the last few years yeah um and there's a number of breweries out that way i yeah. believe yeah and you've got quite a few nearby like two birds and spotswood and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah let's get our shit together and go out there at some point yeah field trip mm. research purposes let's call it that yeah it's yeah. tax deductible uh mm, <laughs> we can get into that later okay so for now <laughs> let's get into uh the beer so obviously uh this is the chop ipa Hop Nation, you can probably guess from Hop Nation that they focus quite heavily on hop flavors and stuff. Mm. I can smell the beer from here. Yes. Like, it's really quite fruity. Um, yeah, yeah, plenty of uh, citrus aromas yeah. wafting out. It's, it's, it's like there's like a sweetness to that aroma that I really like mm. that just smells like, I don't know, it, it reminds me of like, it's like a tropical outdoorsy yeah, sort of it's, smell. Yeah, it's almost like a passion fruit kind of mm. smell to it. So good. Mm. It's like booze passiona. Oh, yeah. I want that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I right. feel like you just put vodka in a passiona, you'd be good to go. Yeah, I, I would be good to go for yeah. a few hours. Yeah. Mm. Oh, shit, yeah. 
I mean, oh, that is great. It's it, it tastes, I think it's a really great taste. And again, you're getting a lot of that fruitiness to it. Yeah. It's pretty light for a 7% beer. There's like yeah, a little, it'll, it'll sneak up on you. Yeah, there's like a tiny burn to it if you're looking for it, I feel mm. like, in the in the stomach and then in the like esophagus, you can feel that like heat. Yeah, just from the alcohol. Yeah, but it's not, you're not drinking it and being like, Christ, that's blowing my head off. Yeah, it's not like, uh, think of examples like the Bolter Double IPA. Yeah, which um, you can, that, that one you can will, tell is boozy. That'll put you to bed. Yeah, well, the, the do you remember the Compromat from um, Stomping oh, yeah. Ground? When you like go to take a sip of that, the alcohols are in your nose and it's yeah. like astringent. It's like burning. Yeah. It's good, but mm. you get one. Yeah. It's like a night ender. Yeah. And a small one at that. Yeah. yeah. Um, color. It's kind of like a semi hazy sort of yeah. IPA looking thing. I mean, it's orange. It's like a darker, like orange drink color, like yeah. sort of honey gold almost. Yeah. It's a good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pleased with that description. I just think yeah. that hits, hits the spot. Bad. Yeah. And what do we think of it? Do you like it? Yeah, um, I I think I've tried a couple of beers from Hop Nation. This mm-hmm. and the uh, the Jedi Juice being the other one. Oh yeah, that's really popular. Um, I'm yet to be disappointed by by Hop Nation. This is just yeah, very very flavorful. Mm. Um, you know, plenty of those citrus sort of flavors coming through. Um, it's just very pleasant, especially when it's you know thirty something degrees outside right now. Yeah, for context, uh, on the drive up here, my car thermometer was reading thirty nine. Yep. And it is not a bright, breezy, sunny day either. It is quite sticky here. Yeah, no, it's it's dank out yeah. there. Yeah, it's not fun. Mm. You get that swamp ass going. Delightful. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd say if you like this and you like the Jedi Juice, try their Pale Ale, the Heart, that came out fairly recently. I've seen that around. I've yet it's to get it. super well priced, like a four pack's like $15 at most places. Which for, is for, for for Victoria, that's pretty good. Yeah, and it's also not. It's like one point two standard drinks something, mm. and it it's really tasty. It just goes down really well. Mm. It's my go to session beer at the moment. Okay, probably a bit stronger than a session beer should. Yeah, be, I was gonna say that all that has the the it's potential it's a, to turn a Sunday afternoon into a bad Monday morning. It's a I, I live for the sesh. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right. How do you how do you convey sarcasm across? A podcast. Uh, I see in subtitles you put an exclamation point in brackets. Okay. And I don't know how to rectify that in, in audio format. Yeah. I'm going to tangent very slightly here. Is There's a, a YouTube channel I watch quite a bit of called Outside Xbox, and they do viewer mm-hmm. comments. And if someone puts an emoji, they make a sound effect for the emoji. Okay. So, so like the like winky face emoji is like, eh. And then like the tongue out emoji is like, eh. I'm like, That's oh. pretty good. Well, <laughs> I... I have to disagree respectfully. Actually, I, I hate it. I, I okay. think it just sounds really stupid on the end of a sentence to have something like, right. blah, 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 blah. Ah. Like, oh, sorry, do you have some kind uh, of attack? It reminds me of, there was this old comedian called Victor Borg. I don't know if you ever saw any of his stuff. Was he the one that had like all the metal parts in his face and was part of the wider collective? <laughs> yes. Hilarious Star Trek joke. Um, I want to <sighs> say he was active like, you know, early 1900s. But oh he, God, I didn't think you were that old. Maybe like 40s or 50s sort of time. Yeah, okay. So um, first part, half of the century. Yeah. Uh, but he had this whole thing about uh, phonetic punctuation, which was that kind of idea. But he did this entire story that he would just read out, but every full stop would be... And like he had one, <laughs> he had one for every piece of punctuation. I'm into it, that. It just sounded like nonsense. And when I was like 10 and my mum was showing me recordings of it, uh, I lost my mind. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> no, There's something quite charming about that. That's yeah. quite, quite amusing humor. 
Uh, tell you who wasn't charming towards the beginning of the beginning of the turn of the century. Thank you. Uh, I'm nodding emphatically at that. Fantastic. Segue. Was the Axeman of New Orleans, who over eighteen months in between May nineteen eighteen and I believe September nineteen nineteen, um, attacked twelve people with an axe, largely. Hence mm. the name. Yep. Um, the clue was in the title. Yeah, they should have seen him coming. Yeah, with a name you know, like that. Uh, the Axeman of New Orleans. Where's he based? Texarkana. Mm. Oh. Oh, yeah, the, the really, man, really misleading. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, he he was a quite feared killer in New Orleans around this time. Um, Understandably, well, who, who carries an axe around? It's not so a common I, sight. I will, I will get into that actually, but like, I think he was overly feared because he had a fifty percent success rate, <laughs> which um, for attacking people with an axe, that seems like a foolproof weapon choice. Yeah, and he did it while they were asleep. Like, be be better okay. at your job. Did he hold it the wrong way one time? Fifty percent of the time, hit, seemingly. Yeah, hit them with the handle. Oops! Yeah. Oh, now they're awake. They're calling the police. Clunk! Ah, my hand. Yeah, <laughs> it, but yeah, it's not very good. And I'll get into some of the people he didn't kill successfully later. But okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> a bit shit. Imagine that. I'm the survivor of an axe murderer. Hang on, what? <laughs> an axe attempter. Yes. Yeah. An ex attempted murderer. It just doesn't sound as Doesn't have the foreboding. ring, does it? No. <laughs> who's who, who's the uh, person that's been terrorizing the streets of New Orleans? The axe carrier. <laughs> the axe owner. <laughs> the axe haver. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, I was uh, robbed by a masked gun carrier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a bad time to drink. Yeah, sorry. While we're throwing jokes around. Yep. Um, so he preyed largely on uh, Italian immigrants, but of very specifically... He preyed largely on Italian grocery store owners, which is that's that's a not, weird, that's a strange niche. Yeah, it's not funny, but it it is funny in a way because it's surreal. I'm I'm trying to think of like the symbolic nature of an axe and an Italian grocery store owner. I just can't find one. So so well, there was there's also one Polish uh, grocery store owner, and there was a couple of others that weren't grocery store owners. But that seemed to be like a, a theme for him. Okay. Obviously, I feel like he'd been gypped at a deli and hadn't got the sandwich quite yeah. right, and he just held a grudge. Yeah, it, but. Were, were there a, was there a big Italian population in New Orleans at the time? Seemingly, yes. Well, uh, well when, not anymore. No, <laughs> six lighter. Yeah. Um, but it seems like there was, when you think of like where Italian populations are in America, you immediately go to like New York City. The big cities, yeah, Chicago. where everybody was immigrating to. Yeah, I, everyone kind of associates New Orleans with like French immigration, Creole and Cajun sort of uh, mixes of yeah. Caribbean yeah. sort of natives, but not natives. I don't know. What did you mean to say? I mean, people coming over from the Caribbean. Yes. No, people introduced there by slavery, which yes, was absolutely yes, awful. Yes. I didn't need to caveat that with it. It's absolutely awful. I think we all agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Just in uh, case anyone was like trying to get fence. a soundbite out of there, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, Elliot thinks." When when we're eventually quoted in in the media for whatever it is we're caught for. Oh no. Uh, we can at least hold it up that I wasn't into slavery. Yeah. Sweet. Um. So his mo. Uh, and for those of you that don't speak uh, Latin or lawyer <laughs> or lawyer or uh, or are a fan of Sydney based brewery Modus Operandi. Good. Excellent tie in. Mm, triple reference. Um, that stands for Modus Operandi, <laughs> which means his, his method, mm. uh, traditional method, was that he would chisel out the door panel, chisel out one of the panels of a back door of a house. All right. Slip through the panel and then 
I've got her kill, but I'm going to change that to attack yes. with a straight razor or an axe. So hang on. A couple of things. Mm-hmm. Not only is he, is he the axe haver, he's also the chisel haver. Yeah. And the razor haver. I want to say wood shop owner yeah. of New Orleans. Yeah. yeah, or hardware store frequenter. Yeah, because it seems like also he often left the chisel behind. And I don't think this was when fingerprinting was a big thing. Yeah, or at least say. they weren't using it. Yeah. Well, put it this way. This is an unsolved mystery. I'm going to slightly spoiler alert. Okay. Not that much of a spoiler. It's an unsolved mystery. They right. never caught anybody. Sort of. I will tell you a little yeah. bit about it as we get into it. It's the guy quite... carrying the tools in the street, maybe. No, it's just stupid, okay. to be honest. <laughs> um, so the, the reason that the axe was the weapon of choice here and actually why that at this sort of time axe murders were fairly common is that it was a weapon of convenience because at that time every house just had an axe chopping wood for fires right. for cooking and all okay. this sort of stuff so yeah. axes were a fairly common thing to just have leaning up out the back door to chop more wood yeah um there was a famous another unsolved axe murder uh Villisca axe murder of 1912 so a couple of years beforehand mm-hmm. where six members of the moore family and two of their house guests two young children were killed after uh, on a Sunday evening after church, and um, they weren't discovered until like late the next day by a neighbor who was just kind of concerned that they hadn't got up and they were farmers. And they're like, come on, it's it's way after it's 7 a.m. It's, it's time, time to get to work. up. Yeah. Um, that that was a whole another massive botch of an investigation, but it's mm. a kind of interesting one if you're interested. Look it up yourselves. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it now. It, someone committing murders with an axe strikes me as something that you got a good chance of finding that guy, surely. It's it's not it's not a subtle crime. No, it's not. A lot of vagrants and stuff were, were implicated mm. in that one and yeah, drifters. Okay. Um, but can I just say that murderer, eight for eight. Uh, yeah, eight for eight. Okay, so so better ratio. Success rate yeah. Because killing people with an axe turns out actually quite easy if you're not an incompetent boob. Cool. I want to see where this one goes then. <laughs> All right. So so the first attack happened uh, May twenty second, nineteen eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, on Joseph and Catherine Maggio. And I did a little snort when they first heard that because, which, you know, don't laugh at the dead, obviously, but uh, I thought this was Joe DiMaggio. And I was like, oh, wow, he, he recovered well f- to have such an amazing baseball and having sex with Marilyn Monroe career. Yeah. It's spectacular. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, the two pillars of any strong career. <laughs> well, I mean, not since she died, but no, no. a lot of baseball players back then were probably keen. Yeah. And some of the weirder ones after. Mm. Anyway, anyway, so... First attack, fairly successful, for want of a better word. Got them both, killed them both. Okay, I was going to say fairly successful. Oh, 100% successful successful. for him. Yes. Yeah, but didn't use the axe. All right, now I have have complaints about his name. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. it's, 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 to start off with, I assume they just called him the man of New Orleans. The bad man. What, what would, uh, Victor Borg use as a blank? The man of New Orleans or something. Just a, a sure, open yeah. space man of New Orleans. And then they were like, well, you need to attribute something to him. You better yeah. start using something. The blank man. It's just... The no, blank man of New Orleans. Like, you just The invisible man. Yeah. I can't put that in a headline. No. Unless you just put an underline man of New Orleans. Mm. But again... Then people will just fill it in themselves. That could be quite fun. Yeah. I, I, I've started filling in headlines at work because I saw um, context. There's been a really kind of um, awful... Catholic church abuse scandal, which has finally been, for a better word, solved in Australia. And uh, the third in line to being Pope, basically, mm. Cardinal George Pell has finally gone to prison for it. And I saw a headline the other day 
Uh, Cardinal Pell faces jail hell. Um, so I just added the words and in there. Cardinal Pell faces jail and hell. That's very good. <laughs> which I thought yeah, that's was a, fun. That's a good uh, bang for your buck edition. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of laughs out of that. Well, I thought about going for the very traditional headline, jail, comma, hell. But I thought, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that'd be well, too subtle. <laughs> no, but that that's a that's a better... Uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for your buck again. Look, I'll, I'll go back and edit it if the paper's still there. But. Just find another one, and then you can A-B test them. Mm, nice. Um, so, Joseph and Catherine Maggio, uh, Joseph was an Italian grocer. Uh-huh. Um, they were attacked. <laughs> the pattern by- begins. Yes, absolutely. The Italian grocer killer man of New Orleans. Doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah. No. So, they were attacked with a straight razor, um, which, horrible, throat slashed. More horrible... Uh, Catherine's throat was slashed so intensely that she was almost decapitated. That's a that's a, a lot of slashing. It's a decent work with a straight yeah. razor. Like I've got a straight razor. Yeah. I don't know if anybody listening. I don't know if anyone's listening. And I don't know if any of those people have ever used or hurled a straight razor. I've seen they're, one. They're small. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a big blade. It's designed for shaving. It's the size of a butter knife, yeah. but significantly sharper. Mm. But still, that's like, a lot of work to almost decapitate someone. Yeah. You'd have to just like work your way around almost, and then just keep working in. Mm. Like I don't, that's yeah, like in like a circular motion, just keep going in. Yeah, I guess it till you hit spine. Yeah, and then I guess you go. Well, I didn't bring my bone saw because I'm not the bone saw murderer, and I left my chisel at the back door. Yeah, mm, what an idiot. Um, and then, sorry, I'm correcting myself here. Then he bashed their heads in with an axe, just I guess to. When you say seal the deal, like the the backside of the axe to where the blade is. This is what I don't understand like f- because all the reports I'm reading it said bash their head in. Yeah, like it's a blunt force weapon. An axe very much has a blade. Well, yeah, but on the other side of that, where it meets yeah. the handle, well, well, that, just like on this can. Yeah, yeah. That, there's like a flat end. That could be a pretty good blunt weapon. I'm imagining. Well, that's what was used seemingly in the Velisca murders. Okay, but I or at least in a couple of them. It it feels. A little bit incredulous to say it was an axe murder at that point. You could just do that with a stick. Well, I think I think they dis, they found the axe on the like in the back right. porch or in the rear lawn or something. Okay, but yeah, uh, like the incompetence is already showing because mm. he's slit, or, or he's, ostensibly he has slit the throats and gone big sharp object, blunt side. Yes, um, unless he's uh, no, I can't even begin to speculate there. Um, so the initial suspect was Andrew's brother, uh, excuse me, it was Andrew Maggio, Joe's brother, mm-hmm. who lived in the same house as them. Okay. Um, he was a barber and the razor used was apparently one of his razors mm-hmm. that his employee had told police that Andrew took home a couple of days beforehand to get honed because there was a nick in the blades to okay. get it sharpened out, basically. Okay. Um, Andrew was the one that actually discovered the bodies in the morning and reported it to the police. Well, he'd know where to look. Well, yes, in the bedroom mm. where they lived. Yeah, but if he did it. <laughs> yes. But uh, Andrew's spectacular alibi was he didn't hear anything throughout that because he was pissed out of his skull because he had I recently can, been... I ex- can relate. Yes, absolutely. When I'm pissed out of my skull, you could murder me and I wouldn't notice. I'm, like, I'm already half deaf, so I'm operating at a deficit. And then if I have been drinking and I fall asleep on my one good ear... You could run. A, you could run a truck through this house, and I would not hear. I it. really thought you were going to say run a train on me, and I didn't know that. <laughs> wow, what's your ear got to do with that? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's because he'd recently been accepted to join the navy, and was celebrating his pre-departure by getting fuck-eyed, basically. Right. Which 
Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, look, I've celebrated getting a job in a similar fashion before. I've celebrated getting out of work. Hmm. To be honest with you, I just get drunk a lot. Yeah, I'm starting to see a, a pattern uh-huh. with the both of us, actually. Right. Anyway, um, back to the story that yeah. isn't about us. So so that was the first one. We move into our second uh, attack. Let's go with that. I don't want to say murder because it's giving him too much credit these days. So the second attack, June 27, 1918. <laughs> second maneuver. <laughs> second incident. Mm. Um, he attacks uh, Louis Bessemer and is mistress harriet lowe mm. uh lewis want to have a stab at his ethnicity uh italiano molto correcto thank you um and just if you had to pick i don't know a, a profession out there i'm gonna go with hardware store owner oh it's close he's mm. a grocer ah, ah. damn it so they were attacked so this, this would be the second point in that pattern Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that's where I went wrong. The, the pattern hadn't been established. No, but that's... Yes, I told you about it, but yes. Uh-huh. Let's go with that. Uh, so they were attacked in the apartment behind his store, and they were found next morning by a bakery driver in a pool of blood at 7 a.m., which was apparently just after the attack. The attack seemingly happened quite early right. morning. Um, maybe it was the bakery driver man of New Orleans that did it. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, no, it feels um, like a stretch. So, uh, they both survived. So, currently. Yeah, yeah just, n- not just great. destroying his ratio. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if he was a professional sports person, we would have had such high hopes. Yeah, no, you'd be you'd be kicking him out the door at that point. Yeah, he really sort of Johnny Mansell as everyone. We brought him on and everyone thought he was going to be brilliant. And then mm. he just turned out to be uh, a useless drunk. Mm. Actually, sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, so, police arrested uh, an African-American employee of the grocery store called yeah. Lewis Ubicon. Of course they did. Uh, of course they did. On, get this, no evidence. Yep. But he was, Lewis, a, he was a brown man. That's all you need. That's the evidence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Lewis also gave conflicting accounts of his whereabouts and thus must be a murderer. Of course. Those are the two options. You either know where you were or you killed some people. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think super cops are doing well now, you're going to love what comes up. Oh, boy. Oh. I, look, we've already gone from seemingly race race uh, motivated crimes to a, race motivated arrests. Yeah, like more racism. Uh, what is it? Nineteen eighteen. Yeah, it checks out. It's almost like America's built on a history of poor racial profiling. Well, <clears throat> anyway, so Harriet, the uh, the mistress of Lewis, who was also attacked, uh, claimed to have been attacked by uh, uh, now. Does your new synthesizer offer a beeping function? Because I'm not sure how acceptable this word is. Uh, it doesn't, but we can we can add some noise later on. Fantastic. I, I haven't... I didn't want to Google, is this word a racist word? Because right. I don't know if it's just one of those terms. But the uh, by a quote, uh, is it mulatto man? Okay, yeah. I think that's a term more for mixed race yeah it's, i think it's, but it is a slur it's, it's black hispanic yeah, i believe and I, like that. yeah i don't think it's particularly look i wouldn't be like what's up my and then use that word yeah no no no, it, no. It, like if you have to ask is this racist probably just don't say it yeah you're painting me like some kind of new orleans cop from 1919 right hey now man, you're, you're the one reading the story you're, you're, you're the one telling me if the hat sort of octagonal hat fits mm. What octagonal? What are the cop hats in America? They're all like these octagon shape, aren't they? 
Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, look, in my head, it was imagery. Let's just scoot on past this yep. and my racism. Not racist. Um, so, uh, a series of letters in uh, in German... Oh, sorry. So, uh, thankfully, Lewis was released because... Oh, because they yeah, had nothing on him? nothing yeah, on good. him. Yeah, good. And even, even then, that was kind of enough to get him released. Yeah. Seemingly. Yeah. With the um, complete lack of evidence or anything having, having been done by him. Pretty much yeah. that, yes. Um, so police, uh, sorry, they found a series of letters in German, Russian, and Yiddish in the victim's home, in, in, in a trunk in Lewis's home. Multicultural. Yes, but this was 1919, just after the end of the First World War. Of course. Yes. Yeah. So police suspected that uh, Bessemer was a German spy, so much so that government officials began to investigate him. Well. Yes. Uh, Harriet, at this point, his mistress, while slipping in and out of consciousness while coalescing in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite pleased with that word there. Yes, you're welcome. Hospital. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, told police that she thought he was a spy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and police summarily arrested Louis Bessemer in August. Um, yes, because all the evidence you need is someone thinking it's true. Well, I mean, they, they'd already kind of started investigating him because of these letters. I don't know what the letters pertain to. It doesn't say. Did they translate them? No, I think that was too much work. They just yeah. handed them over to the government. These are foreign. Surely yes, basically. Yes. Dear Mutter, I am very pleased to have made it into, the, into America. This is a newfound world of opportunity. Spy, get him. <laughs> also, I don't know why this Italian man is writing to his mutter. <laughs> I wish to contribute to the economy and pay my taxes like an upstanding citizen. Get him. Very un-American. Mm. Um, so, several weeks later, actually, this isn't, this isn't something I should be laughing at because the next line is Harriet lay dying. But several weeks later, while Harriet lay dying after a failed surgery in relation to this entire incident... Yeah. So, you know, he's he's eventually got a kill here. Um, yeah. It's, long it's, after. It's, it's, more, it's, it's a delayed gratification. Yeah, he got an assist if we were doing sports yeah. stats. Yeah. Um, so she <laughs> died. What, with, with, the, with the actual killer being time? <laughs> <laughs> being poor medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being the American healthcare system. Oh, boy. Uh, which, if we're honest with you, is just killing it at the moment. And I didn't mean that to be a pun. Mm. Um, so after failed surgery, she's laying dying and... Uh, she then accused Bessemer of killing her, which he then served nine months in prison for before right. being acquitted by a jury because they realized that to have done that, he would have then had to have attacked himself. Oh, they forgot that part. Huh? Yes. Yeah, so, they, so, so his turn, mistress, turn who at this point has been attempted murdered, accused her partner of being a spy mm-hmm. and then said, he killed me while she was alive. Uh-huh. And then, this wasn't a seance, and then after she died, he spent nine months in prison, and then a jury took ten minutes of deliberation to say, that's stupid. Oh, when realistically, oh, wait, that is on. nine minutes yeah. and 48 seconds too long. Yeah. <laughs> just, no, no, just not a thing. Just read, read me the, the facts again. Yeah, okay, so yeah. so she died, he was also attacked. Oh, but he, he did it? Wait, hang on. How? <laughs> yeah. Look, sometimes when you hit someone hard enough with the back end of an axe, it bounces back into your own face. Oh, it's like stepping on a rake. Yes, very sideshow, Bob. Um, so, uh, Lewis, probably not the axe man, Bessemer, mm. was free. That is what they called him. Yeah, it was, it was a name that stuck when realistically, Lewis, uh, the German spy, Bessemer, was much more mm. uh, gripping a name. Yeah, it's true. So, third incident. Uh, the third attempt at goal 
Yep. Uh, Anna Schneider, not Italian nor a grocery store owner. Well, Spectacular. Okay. Look, it's getting hard to establish a pattern here. Yeah, if I'm honest with you, uh, disparate man of New Orleans mm. is so far my top nickname for him. Scatterbrained axe heather. <laughs> axe finder. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Anna Schneider was attacked August 5th, 1918. Now, Anna is by far and away my favorite victim. That's a weird sentence. Yeah, I wish I... No, I want to see you explain it. Oh, I'm going to, but I don't want that to ever be Elliot Spirit, Anna is my favorite victim, as a quote. Tombstone. Oh. <laughs> Just made me think of the movie Tombstone, which is excellent. I haven't seen it. Anyway. God, so Why is Anna your favorite victim? Anna was eight months pregnant when she was attacked. Okay. So she was discovered by her husband, Ed, and she remembers nothing of the attack. Yep. She had her scalp split open and face smashed in during the attack. Okay, I, at this point, I need you to tell me what instrument they this person used. Because so far we've had axe, backside of axe, and razor, and maybe chisel. I'm not sure how the chisel's involved at this point. I'll be honest with you, the chisel's just an accessory to the crime. Yeah. yeah, good. Thanks. Um, so is this, is this an actual axe attack? I mean... Presumably, at this mm-hmm. point, it looks like it. I mean, okay. the police work said it looks like an axe attack. Not a particularly spectacular one. How do you tell that? Unless there's an axe right there. I don't know. You've seen CSI New Orleans. It could just be any bladed weapon. I mean, not many bladed weapons have the sort of swinging force of an axe. But it seems like he didn't swing it very hard. Because I feel like smashing someone's face in with something that heavy, mm. not tricky. Yeah, but splitting a scalp, is that just like... Come right down I, I, on the top of the head? Yeah, I mean, I kind of assume maybe it sheared off on the bone. Like, okay. like when they hit, it kind of like deflected. Yeah, sure. I don't think they just sort of like... Yeah, I was going to say, that's a level of precision that you don't usually get with an axe. No. Also, I really hope that sound effect translates in everyone's head as to how I did it mm. like in mine with a little scalpel oh, pole. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good. Um, so, after all this, Anna gave birth two days later. What a boss. So, giving birth, obviously not probably the best time. Seemingly, it's quite painful. Mm. Some of the worst pain you can suffer. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Now, add to that the scalp open and face smash in. Yep. Uh, gave birth to a perfectly healthy baby that survived. Well. And they went home together. Like, she was fine. So she lived. Yeah. All right. So the the axe murderer, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Has attempted for a two for one. Yes. And, and has got zero. I wonder if that played into it. I mean, well, I've, heard, I've said six six victims dead, six survived. So he's coming in going, well, I'm like, two, we seven I'm like two from four at this point. Oh, I could get those numbers up by doing a two for one. Well, he's three from four because oh, two and a half from four. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Mm. He's, he sucks. Yeah, yeah it's not, not the best. No. I mean, zero. He's one of my good. favorite murderers because you'll see why in a bit. All right. That's a weird. No, 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 I've got them. I've got my favorite cult as well. What's your favorite cult? Uh, well, I mean, I watched that Wild Wild Country on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, about the one up in Oregon with the uh, Indian guru. Um, yeah. That was fascinating. Uh, that's probably the one that I can remember the most, so I'll say that one. Fair enough. When's Om Shinrikyo, the guys that did the sarin gas attack on Tokyo Subway in the 90s? Well, yeah. we can dig into this later. Mm. With a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... After this, the police arrested a man called James Gleason, who was arrested and let go again due to literally no evidence. Oh, good. They arrested him because he was an ex-con, and when the police started chasing him, he ran away. 
Sure. Because he was an ex-convict and shit himself because the police were suddenly chasing him. Yeah. If the police were chasing me and I've committed no crime in my life, I'd probably be like, this doesn't look right. I'm going to run. Yeah. No. I don't. Yeah. If they said, excuse me, sir, we'd like to ask you some questions. Sure. You're white. They would. Yeah. Let's have a chat. If they were chasing me, I'd be like, "Mm, (laughs) bye. No, thank you. Yeah. So he was let go. Good old James Gleason. Mm -hmm. And we move on to... August 10th, 1918. Joseph Romano. Ooh, are we getting back to the good stuff here? He's, he, he's Italian, yeah. by the sounds of things. Yeah. And just... Oh, no. Not a grocery store owner. Come on. An elderly man who lived with two nieces. Um, the two nieces woke up in the middle of the night to hear a commotion. Did any of them own grocery stores at some, some point I, in I their I think life? some of them owned groceries. Okay. And stored them. Yeah, I'm just... I'm just losing faith in this guy at this point. He's not He's not putting in his end of the bargain. No. No. Um, so the two nieces woke up to hear a commotion and they entered the room and they found their uncle with head smashed in. Again, what? Um, do you know, so just quickly, something that's occurred to me. Outside of France, when they behead people yep. in like Middle East, Middle Eastern, Middle Ages, yes. excuse me, um, medieval times, what do they use? Guillotine. No, outside of France. Oh, sorry. Uh, probably a big axe. Yeah. Feels like that's the kind of thing that you could chop someone's head off with. So when you're hitting them with an axe, I feel yeah. like more than bashing it in should occur. I'm just, getting annoyed with this. I'm just thinking maybe the axes at the time, they didn't have that nice contoured handle to suggest, oh, this is the front part. So he just picked <laughs> it up and swung and then went, oh, no, the blade is pointing the wrong way. Do you think he spent a lot of time cold because he was trying to cut wood and he was like, all I'm doing is pulverizing it and it's yeah, not going to burn I'm, better. I'm denting the log. <laughs> I am not helping. What are you doing there? Just denting some wood for the fire? Yeah. I'm, I'm just imagining now, picked it up, swung it, hit the person, hit them with the flat side of the blade and they just got a big red welt. I just imagine his whole cooking process. So <laughs> going to dent some wood just to heat the stove. Dent some vegetables to put yeah. it in the pan. <laughs> Just dent this chicken's head off. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to pluck it. Now I'm going to rub the feathers and hope they fall out. <laughs> Crap meal. You're going around to the, man, uh, the, the axe man's for dinner. No, no it's terrible. No. Um, so, um, the, the, sorry, so the niece has walked into the room and the guy shit himself and fled. Which, oh, he was still there. Yeah. So like... Couple of things here. So they give a description of a, of a heavy set, dark skinned man with a dark suit and a slouch hat. So, hmm, well dressed at least. Mm. But, a couple of things. Two young nieces enter the room and the man flees with his axe yep. instead of attacking. Now, one of two things for that reason is that one, you know, because if one of them starts to run, that's a description. But two, like, is it because he's so incompetent at killing? He's like, I don't think I can take on these two yeah, young ladies with my axe. I don't trust myself. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm good at axing. I mean, I'm not. I'm bad. At, I'm, I'm an axe. I'm an axe apprentice. Yeah. I'm, and this is expert level axing that's going to be required here. I'm slightly above average at hitting a stationary object with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say slightly below, if we're yeah. honest. I was just trying to be generous. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the elderly uncle Joseph Romano, mm-hmm. injured, but walked himself to the ambulance. Yeah. Okay. So like. Didn't feel like he was that injured, but then two days later, in hospital, did die of the trauma. So he's got a he's got a he's got a point there. Yeah, I'm not keeping up the scores at this point. Maybe I should have made them on the notes here. That's like okay, soccer match ended. Everyone's gone home, and they've just like video reviewed it to go. Oh, that actually there was a secret goal that we missed. <laughs> ah, so if anyone's an NFL fan, New Orleans Saints at the uh, in the playoffs. 
or maybe the championships. Perhaps. Yeah, I heard some stuff about that. Yeah. I don't follow it, but I don't want to get involved. Just nod, but verbally. Yes. There we go. Um, so, once again, back door chiseled in. Not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and an axe used in the murder. So we are seeing slightly more of a pattern. Yeah, there, um, there's axes, some, chisels, and incompetence. Yeah, there's some continuity. I just don't think it's the type he wants. No. Um, that he's crap. Mm. But at this point, fear gripped the city of New Orleans because obviously the media's probably been playing this up. There's been a lot of reports about yeah. it. And also, precursor, there was some axe murders in around 1911 in New Orleans that went unsolved. And okay. people thought maybe that person was back. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the MO at that time was roughly the same, but that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So there's a retired cop at this point called John D'Antonio, which is another great name. I'm surprised mm. he also wasn't a victim, but then he wasn't a grocery store owner. He was an okay. ex-cop. Yeah. Who knows what he did with his time afterwards. But but he made a public statement, um, probably unwarranted, saying that uh, it was probably the same man who killed those people in 1911 and it's potentially a man with split personalities, which is such a new phenomenon at the time. Such a new idea. So they're just trying to slap it on everything. Well, so he said the guy was killing without motive and described him as a true life Jekyll and Hyde. And that book had just been released right. like a couple of years prior. So it was kind of in the public consciousness. And people were going crazy about it. Like it was a yeah. real success. Um, so that's what the the context of that was. We're moving on to the fifth kill, which is, sorry, the fifth attempt, fifth incident. Mm-hmm. And it's the precursor to my favorite part of this. So I'm pretty excited. So the the fifth was he attacked Charlie, Rosie, and Mary uh, Cortimiglia, which I think is a fun name and a name that you can't probably say without putting on a fun Italian Yeah, I was going to say, you you look like you had fun with that. Mm, It's probably pronounced Cortimiglia, but um, let's bastardize it instead like an Englishman should. Yes. Uh, And that was March 10th, 1919. So screams were heard uh, by a neighbor who I forgot to write the name down, who arrived and saw that all three had been attacked. Mm-hmm. Rosie stood in the doorway with a serious head wound carrying Mary. Mary was their infant daughter. All right. Uh, kind of actually really sad about Mary had died at this point. She's, she was carrying the dead daughter. Mm-hmm. And Charles was on the floor bleeding out. Both of them were rushed to hospital with fractured skulls. And I can say three here, three attempts, he managed to kill the infant child. Like, right. just not good at this. Yeah, so he's 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 not even really playing on easy mode and nailing it. No, you know he's he's playing on god mode and ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he, yeah, he's got he's got all the equipment you'd need. Can I just say once again, all of these people were asleep when he did it. Yeah, that is true. They're in their beds yeah. when he attacks them. Yeah, then like I said, stationary target below average. Yeah, that's. I don't even have, like I, I can't even think of an appropriate analogy because the analogy would be that would be like attacking someone while they're asleep with an axe and because the it analogy wrong. is itself yeah because it's so shit yeah yeah there's nothing I was gonna say there's nothing worse than that but <laughs> I like I need to, there's nothing worse than attacking someone while they're asleep and not getting it right yeah, no, yeah like there's nothing more incompetent yeah yeah um so they were rushed to hospital with fractured skulls they recovered and, ah, here we go. So Rosie blamed uh, Yolando Giordano, nice. another one fun one to say, um, who was the neighbor who'd actually found them. Right. Uh, and she blamed him and his son, Frank, for the attack. 
Charles, the husband, denied this vehemently. He's like, no, the neighbors did not attack and kill us. That's attempt to kill us. That's fucked up. Rosie kept up this and said, no, definitely. Wow. Uh, police. Uh, and, you know, definitely it was Yolando and uh-huh. Frank. Definitely they should go to jail. Right. So she kept up this uh, statement. Um, and the police said that at six foot tall and in excess of 200 pounds, so that's, you know, like an, a meter 90, a meter 87 and 100 kilos. Yeah, there was no way that, <laughs> there's no way that the 69 year old Orlando would be able to fit through the small gap chiseled in the back door. Right. Yeah. And they still arrested him. Cool. And they still charged him with the murder. Yeah. Super cool. And him and Frank were both found guilty. What? Frank was sentenced to hang. Yolando was sentenced to life in prison. A year later. What? So, at this point, by the way, Charles has divorced Rosie because he's like, you're insane. What the fuck? Yeah, why do you hate our neighbors? Yes, who basically saved our lives. Yeah. A year later, Rosie said she'd accused them out of spite. No. Yes. Come on now. Absolutely. And I've just got in italics here, what an asshole. Yes. Which I think under like underplays how bad that is. Yeah. It is unbelievably fucked. I've done look, we've all done things out of spite. Yes. I've never I that accused someone what? Nothing. Never accused anyone of murder. No. And well ha- and only for fun. What? Nothing. So but it's insane, yeah. isn't it? And that that Charles is like, you you were great like don't perpetuate this, but like, you were crazy bitch, I'm out. Yeah. Like, no, I think, like, he made the right move. Yeah, he absolutely did. Poor Frank, poor fucking Yolando, the 70-year-old who's yeah. trying to help, rotting in prison for like a year, and then they'd be well, like, ah. Well, one of them was hanged, JK, right? I, don't, I, I don't think they actually hung in the okay. end, uh, hanged, hung, whatever, in the end. I think when she said, actually, it was just out of spite, I'm kind of a bell end, they were like, Oh my good God, you are the worst human being. Please let them go. And I presumably would, I would hope that they presumably then went, here is some money and like mm. all the like grappa you can drink. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So yeah, mad. Yeah. Fucking mad. So like I say, the incompetent policing just steps up another level. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he'd never fit through this tiny gap. Oh well. Booking boys. <laughs> what does physics have to do with anything? Yeah. Okay. So now... We come on to my favorite part. Oh, boy. This is the letter that the Axeman of New Orleans sent to a newspaper around this time. I think it was the New Orleans time. Yeah, classic, like, ex-murderer flex move. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, You're going to see... Ooh. You're going to see some things. You're going to hear some stuff, and you're going to realize he's fucking lunatic. I mean... Yes, obviously, a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Some people have said this is potentially not him that wrote this. Okay. Not as fun. Let's not say that. Yeah, let's suspend disbelief for the yeah, time being. absolutely. And I'm hoping that as I read this letter, you can play some soft jazz underneath. Or maybe some, like, trad jazz. Uh, and I'll try not to put too much of a, like, evil man's voice on it. Yeah, you just read it plain. Maybe we'll do something fun in the editing. <clears throat> or maybe we won't. I don't know. We might be lazy. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder which it'll be. Yeah, I don't want someone to listen to this and be like, I'm ready for the... Oh, wait, nothing happened. The fun of the editing is we cut this part. <laughs> yeah, and but leave the preamble. <laughs> and that was the letter. Uh, yeah. I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, as all good letters should, it starts with a locale. Hell. <laughs> 
so one word in yeah and you've lost you it. just you just this is the way you looked at me you just raised your eyebrows like hmm i'm ready hell march 13th 1919 esteemed mortal of new orleans mm. the axeman they have never caught me and they never will they have never seen me for i am invisible oh i mean a few people have seen him at this point yeah no that's not a problem mm. for i am invisible even as the ether that surrounds your earth. I am not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. Well, now. I am what you Orleans and your foolish people, excuse me, foolish police, agreed, call the Axeman. Now, some of this is quite rambling, so we may actually skip over some of this. Okay. When I see fit, I shall come and claim other victims. I alone know whom they shall be. I'm doing the evil voice by accident. I shall leave no clue except my bloody axe. Not your axe. You're stealing them. Yeah. Also, not always an axe. Yeah. Um, also, not claiming that many victims. No. Nope. My bloody axe besmeared with blood and brains of he whom I have sent below to keep me company. If you wish, you may tell the police to be careful not to rile me. Of course, I am a reasonable spirit. I take no offense at the way that they have conducted their investigations in the past. In fact... They have been so utterly stupid, yes, as to not only amuse me, but his satanic majesty, Francis Joseph, etc. What? No, no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know who Francis Joseph was. Maybe the current Pope. Don't know. Francis, Joseph, etc. Like referring to some sort of biblical figures and just forgetting to mention the rest of them by name. Nope. No, no idea. Just his satanic majesty or... All, you know, capitalize his satanic majesty, comma, Francis Joseph, comma, etc. Okay. I'm going to have to look up who Francis Joseph is at some point. It's, I mean, it's, it's the, uh, the devil's legal name. <laughs> Francis Joseph, that's Esquire. Yeah. You may refer to me as Satan. Yes. Um, but tell them to beware. Let them not try to discover what I am, for it were better that they were never born than to incur the wrath of the X-Men. That sounded like X-Men. Yeah, I didn't really mean it did. to. Um, I don't think there is any need of such a warning, for I feel sure the police will always dodge me as they have in the past. They are wise and know how to keep away from all harm. If only they could do a PSA to all the Italian grocers in New Orleans. Yeah. Stay home. <laughs> Don't no, don't sleep. stay home. Don't go don't out. Go to sleep. Yeah, sleep elsewhere. Yeah, change professions. <laughs> Get rid of your axe. Keep it indoors. Yeah. Undoubtedly, you Orleans think of me as a most horrible murderer, which I am. But I could be much worse if I wanted to. If I wished, I could pay a visit to your city every night. At will, I could slay thousands of your best citizens. Brackets and the worst. Close brackets. For I am in close relationship with the angel of death. Hang on. What was that parenthetical? Uh, sorry. Uh, I could slay thousands of your best citizens. Brackets. And the worst. Oh, right. Close brackets. Okay. You could slay some of your worst citizens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I honestly thought you were going to pull me up on, I could slay thousands. I mean, could. He could. Doesn't. Can't. Yeah, clearly no, can't. But the potential is there. He's an aspirational he's got, he's, got a, he's, he's really like the Rudy of this story. He really believes in himself. Yeah, he's got a vision board. <laughs> it's just a picture of an axe and the number 1,000. <laughs> he's just staring at it, rubbing mm. his chin. Yes. I've got it by Jove. And then he goes to sleep and he wakes up the next day and everything comes true. <laughs> uh, 
Now, oh, this is this is my favorite bit. Now, to be exact, at twelve fifteen, brackets earthly time, close brackets. Oh, no time zone. No, that's the point I made. Yeah, earthly time is not a time. At Greenwich Mean. Um, maybe which yeah. would have screwed everyone in New Orleans it, maybe that yeah. was it he's like GMT ha suckers now you gotta work it out yeah. or earthy time you don't realize or it's GMT like yes yeah, in swatch internet time the time sponsored by Accurist oh you don't have the speaking clock over here never no. mind that's a no. really English joke that you're okay. not gonna get yeah no <clears throat> now to be exact at 12.15 earthly time on next Tuesday night I am going to pass over New Orleans in my infinite mercy, I am going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I am very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in the nether regions that every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at that time I just mentioned. If everyone has a jazz band going, well then, so much the better for you people. One thing is certain... What? <laughs> I can just see you out the corner of my eye, slowly dying. I'm pushing my fingers into my eyes. I cannot deal with this. One thing is certain, and that is that some of your people who do not jazz it out on, the, on that specific Tuesday night, brackets, if there be any, close brackets, will get the axe. Wow. That's my jazz voice, by the way. I Look, I appreciated the switch uh, in tone. Um, I have questions about the method and the message that is happening. How many jazz bands are there in New Orleans? Can everybody feasibly have one? I mean, I feel like he's probably okay to let them have wireless mm -hmm. or a, a record. It's yep. 1919, you know, a record thing. Wax cylinders. But he said jazz band in full swing. That leads, yeah. That leads me to think he wants to see the performance. I, I'm hoping that, like, everyone's just like, well, let's start a jazz band. Yeah. And then if he goes by and he's like, right, acting for you, it's like, no, no, no. We're just shit. Yeah. We're getting there. We're just not very good yet. Yeah, but we're a jazz band. We started today. He's very, he's very wow. big on the local music scene. Yeah, that's look. I've seen unorthodox ways to promote music. <laughs> this is probably up there. He's just a local club promoter. Yes. This is spectacular. This is way better than come in free shots for girls. Yeah. Yeah. This is. I'm I, here. I, I will murder everyone in the city if you don't come to my jazz recital. Yeah. Or if no, if you don't have jazz. Yeah. Also, if you want to book a band, I know a guy. So, does every real estate listing just become comes with free jazz band? I'd go there. Yeah. No, look, yeah. I'd, I'd I'd rent that place. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't be playing all the time, so you'd probably just have like, hey, I'm, guys, I'm just feeling a bit, feeling a bit low. Can we funk it up a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just see a real estate listing on the internet. They just say not haunted. Good. Like, oh, yeah. That that's my that's like where I begin. Yeah. Dishwasher, not yep. haunted. Yep. I, I mean, I would, just take, I would just take Not Haunted as a given in most places. Look. Right? Yes, but if they have to draw attention to it, it makes you wonder. Is it actually haunted? Mm. Back to no. the jazz. Um, so, <clears throat> sorry, last paragraph of the letter. Oh, there's more? Oh, there's more. Because that was, that was a lot. Yeah, well, we're going back into evil voice now, but it's the last okay. paragraph, don't worry. Well, as I am... <laughs> Well, as I am cold and crave the warmth of my native Tartarus, no idea, and it is about time I leave your earthly home, I will cease my discourse. Having that thou wilt publish this, that it may go well with thee, I have been, am, 
and will be the worst spirit that ever existed, either in fact or realm of fancy. I find this really funny because you're the X Men. Your last name is Spirit. Anyway. It is yes. <laughs> I like to think of myself as probably the best spirit that ever existed, in fact, or realm of fancy. Mm. I'm definitely the fanciest spirit. Mm. Mm. I don't know any others, so don't I worry. My I'll family, I'm definitely the fanciest. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. I'm a fancy boy. So wow. Just just before I move on to a couple more attacks. Yep. Thoughts. Okay, so straight off the bat, one of my favorite things about when letter writing was a thing is when they would write it in that very present tense where it's like, I must cease my discourse. I'm reading it hours or days after the fact. <laughs> I can't help you. You say you're cold. I can't provide blankets. Also, when I reach the end of this letter, I kind of presume that's the end of it. I didn't think you'd be like, oh, didn't cease his discourse, but he's just been cut off. Yeah. <laughs> Something with the line. Yeah. It's just, it's very, like, I could see people having that conversation nowadays where it's, you know, immediate conversations through text messages and things. But I, I really hope that someone finishes the text messages after listening to this with, I, I must cease my discourse. Yes, I, I kind of want to use it. Um, if you're on Tinder oh, and you're, uh, you don't want to find somebody, yeah. use it. Enter the discourse zone. Highway to the discourse zone? Anyway, yeah, good. Um, yeah, look, it's... There's definitely something not right with whoever wrote that. I mean, or, what, the man that's attacking people poorly with an axe. Yeah, there's nothing not let's right assume about them. that's who wrote it because that seems. Yeah, I think I think we'll go that way for the fun of it. Yeah, let's pretend it's him. Yeah, um, the, but probably him. It seems. Yeah, I, I'm starting to see some some dots getting connected between the complete uh, inability for this person to pull off what they're trying to achieve and the lunacy that yeah. they enter into in the letter. Massive delusions of grandeur. Yeah. I could kill where is, thousands where is given 40, 50 tell years. Me, tell me more about Tartarus. I, okay, so it's actually... Cause I, I, I actually copied and posted that, so it's actually a link. So let's find out. Tartarus, maybe it's a realm of hell. Maybe it's a moon. What have we got? A deep abyss that is used as a dungeon of torment and the suffering for the wicked as the prisons of the Titans in ancient Greek mythology. Okay. So this guy basically thinks he is the devil or some associate thereof. Yeah. Well, he claims to be, uh, where I have this, uh, in a close relationship with the angel of death. Now I don't mean, I don't know if he means sort of carnally or they're just good buds. They got drinking together. Yeah. Whether they, maybe they had a podcast. Maybe. Or maybe they have like a working relationship. Yeah. Like they traded business cards at a conference. Like you kill them, we grill them type of thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't. <laughs> y- let's go with that. Yes. I don't know really where to go with that one. Uh, any, any, yes. any, anything on the jazz? Any thoughts on the jazz? Um, do, Look, you, do you get the, do you get the urge I, to jazz it out? I'm still just so blown away by that. I did not see that coming. And it was a lot about the jazz in there. Yeah. Like, I understand it was like a burgeoning scene at the time. I mean, sure. But why is that going to be any... Yeah, just... I I don't know. Who can say? Yeah. Um. Not I. Yeah. Strange one. That's like... You know in like old movies where they're like, the power of Christ compels you. This is like, the power of jazz makes you want to chill out, man. I think uh, you, if you say the power of jazz, you have to say it, the power of jazz. Yeah, you're right. I really do feel like the spirit of jazz from the Mighty Boosh. Yeah. Oh, I wish I'd read it in that voice. Yeah, that would have been good. Anyway. Oh, well. Okay. Well, back to the murders, I guess. Yeah, let's round this out. Okay, so we've got two more attacks. All right. All right. So, Sarah Lauman, September 3rd, 1919. It's just after the letters come out. People are 
shitting themselves and buying a lot of jazz wax cylinders mm, and axe repellent. It's like an early Batman axe body spray. Oh god, get out! So no. <laughs> That was really good. Yeah, <laughs> Just was. really annoyed. <laughs> so, neighbors came to check on Sarah, who lived alone, and broke in when no one answered. And I immediately take issue with that. Sometimes yeah. I'm out. Yep. If I come home or and the, someone's... Or the aforementioned, I've been drinking and I'm sleeping. Yeah. If I'm ever out or pissed and someone breaks into my house because I didn't answer the door, oh, I'm going to give them such an axing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not donating to that charity. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. We found your wallet. Ah! We found your wallet. We're going to take your credit card. You're fucking not. Here's my axe. Here's the blunt side of my axe. Yes. Yeah. Here's an attempted axing. Yeah, I won't give. I won't even do you the courtesy of give me your you address for when you're sleeping. You're already in my home. N- no, I'm axing them for waking oh, me yeah. up for breaking That's, into my house. Right. Yeah. Um, so Sarah, at this point, is 19. She's living alone at 19 in 1919, which was a lot of 19s. Yeah. Um, that must have been pretty unusual. Like, she must have been a free spirit, yo. Yeah. I mean, living alone is hard, even now. It, it is. That those house, bloody baby boomers and house prices and yeah. the economy. Why, why I order Shakespeare's. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, that just seems surprising. Mm. Um, maybe the implicate. No, never mind. Um, she's a 19-year-old. Uh, she was laying unconscious, suffering from a severe head wound. So I'm hearing wounds, not a bash. That's good. Um, which has been so brutal. So she was hit so hard in the head, mm-hmm. it knocked her teeth out. Wow. So like... That sounds like a cartoon thing. Yeah. Like, fair play. Like, he may not be doing the right side, but he's giving it a fair old yeah. crack there. Mm. What he's actually doing is still kind of impressive. Yeah. Like, stepping it up. Yeah. Um. So the axe that was used was discovered on the lawn of the building she lived in. All right. And uh, she actually made a full recovery, but she had no memory of the incident. And no teeth. Yes. That wasn't a Sean Connery impression. That was me trying to whistle through my teeth and said yes to make it sound like I had no teeth. Didn't really work. Mm. Just sound like Sean Connery. Yeah, it really did. Okay. So the eighth and final attack happened in October. uh, October 27th, 1919. My brother's birthday. Not birth year, obviously, Mm. but birthday. Mm. Fun fact. Well. He's probably not listening. Just bringing it home. Yes. Started out in May, my birthday. And then my brother's birthday. All right. Yeah, don't want to do that. Um, so this is Mike Pepperton. Uh, okay, I love that name. It's a good name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, anything like ending in tin. Yeah. It's just... It's because he's from the town of Peppy. Mm. Mm. Um, so Mike's wife was awakened by a noise and, and entered his bedroom. Now, so already, a case for not sleeping in separate bedrooms is made here. Oh, unless you're Mike's, Mike's wife and then you don't want to get bashed in the head. Yeah. By the blunt side of an axe. Yeah, it gives you a few seconds to sort of hear that and deal with it. Yeah. Um, so she entered the bedroom and a, and a large axe-wielding man was fleeing. Again, like, yep. she's walking in. You could have just turned around and axed her, I'm sure. Yep. Maybe he realized he was holding it the wrong way and just thought, no, nah, it's not worth it. Yeah, he's still experimenting with the axe. Yeah, I don't want to go from the axe man to the club man. I'm just going to go. Yeah. This is axe rehearsals. Mm. Plus, he, did, he, didn't, he didn't want to be identified as being so shit at his job. I feel like it's late for that. Yeah, this I agree. is the eighth attempt, and how many of them have actually been successful kills with the with the sharp side of the axe? Uh, so, oh, with the sharp side, I think two. Yeah. Uh, by the looks of things, uh, but this was his last kill. 
Okay. So he did get a kill here. So mm. kudos, I guess. Uh, so Mike's head was... I've got smashed in here. Okay. Who knows? Uh, but pretty metal. Um, blood was all over the room, including having splashed on a picture of the Virgin Mary that was wow. on the wall. Okay. So like... Yeah. Yeah, I'll bet he loved that. Yeah. Throwing up the horns there for those who aren't watching the live stream. Which doesn't exist. No. So that's everybody. Mm. Yeah. Cool. So um, yeah, this is like... Um, you know when you, you can get like audio subtitles? That's yeah. not a very good phrase. But uh, audio descriptions on television for yeah. people who are blind. Yes. Yeah, that's what this is now. Right. Uh, so yeah. Pointing. Don't. don't. <laughs> uh, we have to explain that. Um, so Mike died uh, and he was the final victim. And So final attempt got success. Yeah. He so obviously was pretty happy. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I think um, he was like, listen, the wife's in here now. I don't want to. I don't want her to survive. So I'll just run. So yeah. I can I can end on a high note. Yeah. Yeah. But that was it. It okay. stopped. Right. Um, so, a couple of theories. Mm-hmm. So, there was a crime writer called Colin Wilson who speculated that the Axeman uh, was a guy called Joseph Monfray, who was shot to death in Los Angeles in December 1920 Okay. by the widow of Mike Pepperton, huh. who was obviously the Axeman's last known victim. Yeah. Now, that theory has been passed around quite a bit. Literally no evidence that she was in LA at that time. Yeah, but what was it, 1920? There's also no evidence that it was him. Yeah, okay. It's just a really weird theory that got thrown out. And it's, and, it, and it's like accepted by a lot of crime writers and stuff. When you say crime writer, are we talking like newspaper reporter type thing? Yeah, I, I, people who write about crime is like a, a I guess like for, for like books and stuff like that. Yeah, True crime books. Yeah, because there's also... Like crime fiction is a pretty what what, big I, what thing. I what I didn't mean was a writer who's a criminal. Like yes. I didn't mean like Jeffrey Archer for those of you who are English and over the age of twenty, over the age of thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't mean just someone who's writing from inside prison. I okay. mean yeah, he's like a professional writer on okay. subject of true crime. Yeah, um, not a very good one. Colin Wilson just talking bollocks. Yeah, mm. that's the name of his radio show. Oh fuck! I'd like to listen to that. Yeah, um, <laughs> talking bollocks. So, so another theory that was that it is, is a disgruntled Italian laborer. Look, that one I could believe. Well, disgruntled who, at the thinning of the herd. Well, who was disgruntled at people who were getting out of the labor game and into the grocery game? Yes, wow. who were getting like above their station and, and trying to make something of themselves. <laughs> okay, he was disgruntled and killed them. And there was also some talk of mafia connections and stuff too, but again, never really played out because it's never yeah, really that, kind of like that's just like I don't know. They're Italian. Maybe. Yeah. There's like a few Italians and one Polish chap. And then like, yeah, right. just didn't, yeah, didn't make yeah, any sense. No. But that, that is the, the story, like that very abrupt end is the story of the Axeman of New Orleans. Right. I mean, the only thing I would say is that it, some people might have be familiar with him from, if anyone watched the third series of American Horror Story, Coven, which was set in New Orleans, mm. the spirit of the Axeman came back and oh, dated. It, so it's based on this. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, the whole series wasn't. He was just a minor part yeah, yeah, yeah. for like three episodes. He also it was actually one of the best bits of the series. He was really cool and charismatic, and like likes sexy older man who dated sexy older woman in it. Um, okay, it was really cool. Mm. Um, but and he was far better at his job. Mm. He killed with impunity and accuracy. He killed. Yeah. Yeah. Full stop. Um. So 
That's the Axeman. Wow. Any thoughts? Any observations? Look, I've never met someone who defended jazz so strongly. He's <laughs> <laughs> a vehement jazz. Maybe that was it. Maybe those people yeah. he killed were just he just for some not reason jazz he fans. just thought Italian grocers didn't like jazz, so he went after them. They're like, I no, know. I like the music. Oh god, that's really. Yeah, racist, no, that's, I like the I like the music of the old country, and he's just like, yeah. fucking show you. Yeah. Not very well, but I'll try and show yeah, you. Yeah, I'll 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 w- get into your house at least. I'll scare you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll slap you about with a bl- blunt side of an axe. <laughs> what do you mean they died? Oops. Oh, well, I guess that's what I do now. I guess I'm an axe man now. Yes. Maybe maybe he was a really big jazz fan and he was actually a sax man. But he wasn't very good at it, so he dropped the S. God, I just I want to yeah. reach across this table. Feel free to just press stop. It's fine. No, I mean, we have to actually like end the episode uh, as much as I want to do that. Well, spectacularly, we've reached like the last mouthful of our beer. I'd yeah, say. I will say uh, with this new format, what I've realized is that I drank a lot faster than you. Yeah, you nailed that. Yeah, I mean, I was thirsty. It's hot. And it's also, very hot. You were doing most of the talking. Yeah. I don't mind it. Next week, I'm going to just an observation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, I think uh, look, I hope that's entertained and amused oh, yes. you. It's, it's been good for me. I don't know about the people at home. Yeah, well, you know. We enjoyed it. It's all about a story. And um, if you're into this kind of thing, you can listen to professional podcasts who talk about the exact same subject in more detail and with more entertainment. No, I don't mention them. Okay. Listen to us. Screw those guys. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks thanks for listening. I really mm. hope people have enjoyed it. Um, did you have any closing non... Well, do you have any closing remarks, jazz-related or otherwise? Um, just... No, like if you're going to use an axe, do it properly. Use the sharp side. Yeah, strive to be better at what you do. Yeah, okay, that's less criminal and more general life advice. Especially if you're murdering with an axe. Mm, Yeah, look, strive to be better. Okay, let's go with that. Let's go with that. All right. That's what the name of the episode could be called. Mm. All right. All right, thanks very much for listening. (laughs) This has been Hey Brew. Cheers. Hey, listeners, it's us from the future. And then I guess the other one would say something awful like, my God, you won't believe what happened to Japan. Yeah, that but less racially tinged would be good. My God, you won't believe what happened to Nebraska. (laughs) My God, you won't care what happened to Nebraska. (laughs) Can you believe what Kim Kardashian did? God, I sure love my iPhone 11. (laughs) Beer in the future is full of glitter, it turns out. Yeah, my insides are bleeding. And I can't believe I've watched OJ's sex tape. It's us from the future. And what do you mean Gary Newman's back? I was thinking Gary Coleman and I couldn't remember so I ran with Gary Newman and went with cars. Oh my God. We have social media accounts now. Um, We've got Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Yep. The Um, username for all three is Hebrew Podcast, all one word. We tried to be funny for this segment as as with the rest of the podcast it was so hard it was very difficult yeah there's also an email address yeah so if you ever want to send us any kind of feedback information you want to uh, vehemently um diss us mm. over a rap track but written uh, or like a recorded mp3 i'll listen I mean, to I, it yeah i guess they could yeah uh what's the email address uh, it's hello at heybrew.zone that's hello at heybrew.zone yes awesome